You need to apologize to your and wife. You I'm eat gonna, all my bread. I'm gonna kick you in the shin. You took. Go ahead. Here. It's fine. I'm just gonna eat more of your Ow. shin. <laughs> you actually kicked me in the shin. All right. Let's talk about the guillotine here. <laughs> All right, welcome to Talk Murder Me. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. Hello. We're going to do a short episode now. This is going to be on the guillotine. It was very popular in France during the French Revolution, and it actually went out. Tell me, tell me when they officially stopped using the guillotine. After King Louis the Fourteenth. Yes, after. I mean, it was. Oh, yeah, I after. think it was used until. Like early 1900, wasn't it? The last time they used the guillotine, which was known as the quote national razor, end quote, was in 1977. Oh, good call. I said early 1900s, though. That that's late 1900s. I guess. Um, Yeah, I mean that's almost when I was born. John, you do have some competition out here for your wife Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Latia Mm -hmm. said that uh, keep it right up because Nicole would be right over to Latia. I just want to call that out. Please don't kill me. He's not a murderer. We just talk about murders. Hi, Tia. How do you block someone on this? (laughs) (laughs) Tia, I'm not trying to get you hurt. I was just bringing attention to John that there was a competition for Nikwiz out there. (laughs) Maybe he needs to be. It's Nicole. We've discussed this. I'm sorry, Nicole. We're done with the quiz? (laughs) Nicole. We're done with the quiz. I mean, John can call me the quiz. Oh, I can't. Y'all can call me the quiz if you want. So should I? I should call you Nicole. If he no, you can call me whatever you want. You said John can call you the quiz. You didn't say me. I need to see permission. I need to know. No, y'all can call me the quiz. (laughs) What's it matter? So for tonight's story, we are going to be talking about the guillotine. I started with just basics. You know, I kind of wanted to know what it was like to be guillotined. And there is actually a virtual reality app out there um, that you put on your virtual reality set that Nicole didn't buy me for Christmas. And you can actually get in a guillotine and and have your head. I don't like that. Yeah, that's that's really weird. I think the whole like public execution (laughs) thing, um, like the fact that that just in general went on for so long in our society is really fascinating. Wait, but aren't people still allowed to watch lethal injections? Yes. But it's usually family and friends. (laughs) Family and friends. Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough. So I, I will say tonight we are reading from a old old but book. I do you remember, like Timothy McVeigh's was publicly broadcast. Tonight we're reading from a kind of old obscure book called Reflections on the Guillotine. The author first talks about his father witnessing the uh, guillotine execution. Now I want to say this guy is very biased towards getting the guillotine out of French society at the time. But the reason we're reading his book is because he put some gruesome ass details in there. I want to know also why isn't there, if there's a virtual reality app that for guillotine, why isn't there one for hanging? I don't know, Jen, what the fuck? Well, it's the same thing, really. How is that the same thing? Because (laughs) one cuts your head off and one restricts breathing and you and doesn't cut your head off your neck. And that's the same thing. Kinda. It, if you're if you're if you're in virtual reality to get murdered, that's true, yeah. Then why isn't there multiple? Yeah. Applications? Maybe there are. There. You know what? Uh, being guillotine. I'm opportunity. It's also the same as being bit by a shark. Yeah, there should be an app for that too. If you're gonna have mm. an app for one way of being well, why killed, you make why one? aren't 
Because I don't know how to do that. Oh. I will be the first one to admit it. I don't know how to do that, but I'll give the idea. If you're going to have an app for being guillotined, you should have an app for being hung, being bit by a shark, being shot. You, if Hung, you, uh, hanged. Excuse me. Hanged. Hung is what I'm referred to. That's a contradiction uh, to what you've said the entire five years we've been doing this podcast. We are reading from a book, Reflections on the Guillotine. He starts out by talking about his father actually witnessing a guillotine execution, and he is very biased. He's trying to get the public to know that guillotine, the that the guillotine, although that is presented as the most humane execution way, is just a another unnecessary uh, use of power in society. So he's very biased on that. He wants to get rid of it. But he does put some pretty gruesome stuff in there, which is why we're reading it. But anyway, this is from the Reflections of the Guillotine, if you want to read this. This, this is about his father. What he saw that morning, he never told anyone. My mother relates merely that he came rushing home, his face distorted, refused to talk, laid down for a moment on the bed, and suddenly began to vomit. He had just discovered the reality, hidden under the noble phrases with which it was masked. Tell me everything you know about the guillotine starting off. And you guys on live chat, you can do that too. Let, let me know what, what you know about the guillotine, any obscure facts or, you know, anything, history or whatever. Like, have they used it in America? Like, you know, anything. Well, it was the preferred method of execution in France. It uh, is a French name. I don't um, know what it translates to. Well, is it? It's actually from the guy that invented it. His last name was Guillotine. Oh, oh there you go. okay. And and popular belief states that he himself was guillotined. Guillotined. <laughs> oh. guillotined. I mean, you know, it's a, it's, it's a it's a verb. Guillotined is a verb. Well, um, if anyone is not clear on what a guillotine is, is it is an invention where the um, person victim, I guess you would say or perpetrator, depending on your view of what, how it goes on, puts their hands in two holes and their head in another, and a very sharp, heavy blade is... They don't put their hands in the holes. Oh, it's just the head? What mm -hmm. am I thinking of? You're thinking of, like, those, um, those of things in Plymouth Plantation? Yes! Right? Yeah, where they put your head the, there. For the tomatoes. Arms. Yeah, for the tomatoes. Yeah. Okay, all right, so they put your head down... And there is a rope and a release and a blade comes down and it chops your head off. Um, it was a tool used for wasn't beheading. It, it was like a, it's a symbol of the, like the French Revolution, right? Well, why would they, why would they do public executions in general? Uh, well, Sydney says it's because they had no TV. <laughs> they had no TV. <laughs> they had no Netflix, which is probably true. I mean, entertainment for one. But it, I think like public execution was a public display of power. Someone, yeah, someone who went against the law and it, they were made an example of. In 1791, Paris stated, now Paris as the collective stated from their representatives at the National Assembly, this is in 1791, that... Quote, it takes a terrifying spectacle to hold the people in check, end quote. So the guillotine and all forms of execution is not so people can get their morbid curiosities satisfied. It is, but more importantly, it is to keep the population in check. They're saying, hey, this could be you right here. 
if you don't straighten up. That's from what Paris itself said in 1791, trying to keep its people in check. And this the guillotine was used a, a lot. Even so, when the Nazis invaded Paris, they actually adopted the guillotine. And this is something you probably haven't heard of, but they would do public ex- executions mm. on the French with their own machine. Wow, kind of fucked. Yeah, rage against the machine. Yeah, exactly. The rage against the machine. You name know, name did, one they member. They never said who, what kind of machine it was. They name were raging one. against, but I would assume it's a printer or <laughs> a copier because that's what I rage against every <laughs> single day at work. PC load letter. What the fuck? <laughs> um. Whenever you think about a, a guillotine, I always think of Hamilton, where they say the line where. Are we supposed to honor a treaty where whose leader's head is now in a basket? Let's take it out and ask it. Uh, something, something, King Louis' head, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. Now, this guy's father was super excited to witness it. However, like most people that I've read in the newspapers, the public, they get excited because... Viva la resistance, which is which you will see. France. No, viva la resistance, which was you'll see in every literally every paper, every paper from the French Revolution that has guillotine people. That is what the crowd says. They work themselves <coughs> up. They're real excited. They're talking about what the man does, what the man has done, if he's a traitor or whatever. Then they see the blade come down and slice off the head and then they all be quiet. There's usually a shriek. I have a question. Like a, oh, I have a question. kind of shriek crowd. from a crowd. And then it is complete silent and people have just witnessed something extremely horrific. I have a question. So moving on. <laughs> I have a question. Ah, uh, what? Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry All right, so the, men? The author is against this form of capital punishment. He says, quote, a deaf population absentmindedly registers the condemnation of a man. But if people are shown the machine made to touch the wood and steel and to hear the sound of a head falling, uh, then uh. public imagination suddenly awakened will repudiate both the vocabulary and the penalty, end quote. He considers it useful and harmful. He is biased. I just want to talk about chopping heads. So this episode specifically, once I boiled it down, I was like, oh, let's talk about the guillotine. Specifically for this episode, there's one question we must ask ourselves because our friend Marcel Periot is one of the last members or one of the last people in Paris to get executed by the guillotine. How long do you live after your head is cut off? We know a chicken lives because he runs around doing the chicken dance. That's not the chicken dance. That's not the chicken dance. Yeah. So, but... But but how long does but how long does a human last after that? And there are extensive tests which we're going to talk about in detail about looking deep into the eyes after the head hits the basket, holding the head up, slapping it a few times. Is there any anything? Oh my God, he's blushing. He winked at me. We're going to talk about that. Well, I feel like that the nerve endings that there's there's 
obviously. No, 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 no. Hold on. I, let me stop you right there. Yes, the nerve endings, what you're going to say, the nerve endings automatically go. Everyone knows that. You know, you cut off the head, chicken runs around. But he's, he's a dead. It's just the nerves. They wanted to know, and specifically what this episode is about, is not the nerve endings. It is about the experiments they're trying to do once the head is off to see if they're conscious. There's stuff that they do that is not just nerve endings. It will show them that they are conscious or not. But are you talking about the head or the body? The head, Jen. Okay. Uh, that was a valid question because... <sighs> The nerve endings the, the you would I would I would expect that you would have longer time with the head than the than the body because the brain is the head of the nervous system. I mean, and 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 you you cut off the head from the body. There's going to be sensation with the with the nervous system. So the the body may react for a second, but the head is the cent- is the center of the nervous system. So I it's going to have spine more. is the center of the nervous system, isn't it? The gall comes from the brain. This is from an execution in 1878. The guillotine, a lawyer and a doctor beheaded in La Roquette, Paris. Monsieur de Paris building to, building the guillotine, the etiquette of execution, the summons, the toilet, the last confession, the march. So there's a couple of things that happen before someone is guillotined. It is a law in France that, quote, the prisoner is only told of the time of execution a few minutes before his doom, end quote. Oh, shit. I mean, I mean, I guess that's good. That w- I'm, But also not good. I feel like you want to have closure. If you knew when you were going, you could, like, talk to your family. But if you don't know, then it's... Well, your family's there at the site. And you'll kiss them and everything else. We're going to talk about how it is walking up to the guillotine. In this particular dun, case... Dun, is that where the, the march, the death march music came from? Dun, dun, no, that's a dun, Nazi dun, thing. Dun, 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 what? Dun, dun, not, the, not the Star Wars death march. That's what you were singing, Star no, Wars. No, it's not. That's different. That's... Dun, 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 All right, can you take that away from her? That's empty. It's empty. Now, I'm thinking of something different. Hold on, how do we mute? Shut up. All right, so we're going to talk about this execution, random execution, a little bit about it. These two were were convicted of, I think it was like rape and murder of a, a milk lady, a milk woman. Mm, a milkmaid. Milkmaid, yeah. And didn't really get into the murder, just wanted to see how it was them getting their heads chopped off. I hope you don't have a video. I do have a video of a execution by guillotine, yeah. It actually was taken by a... Uh, a future famous actor in Paris, which is he's supposedly supposedly famous. I have no idea who he is, but or a director. But yes, of him getting guillotine. I could not find a, an actual guillotine video of the front side, like in high def. Like I was on all the gore sites, I couldn't find that. I, I found people getting their heads chopped off, but I wanted specifically a, a guillotine, like the machine, not a sword. It is half past five, and the day has almost come. The lamps are out, the guillotine stands gloomy and red in the morning shadows. The damned lost all energy, 
At every step, he grew weaker. From the gate to the guillotine is 23 steps. His face was almost blue, his lips protruding. Mons de Paris took his shoulders, pressed him on the bascule, threw him over, saw that the head was in the groove. Barr found peace at last, and justice was avenged. These old papers, and this one's from the guillotine, a lawyer and doctor beheaded in La, La Roque, Paris. This is from a paper, 23rd September 1878, the Globe Democrat, Democrate, or whatever, I don't fucking know. Anyway, it talks, the, the verbiage that they, they use talks about uh, how it, it's very, they got away with words, let's just say that, you know, these writers. 23 steps. So from gate to guillotine is 23 steps. So 23 steps, you just were alerted an hour ago that you are going up to, from the gate to the guillotine. And you have to prepare everything right then. So those 23 steps, they talk about how the face goes blue, the lips protrude, tears come down the eyes. They're begging a lot is what you're going to a lot of what you're going to read is the bodies go limp, you know, where you have to carry them. So if you think about it, why do they want to wait till the last minute to tell these guys that that I, I believe that that is torture in of itself. The waiting, the waiting, not knowing. And then at the last minute telling them, I believe that's torture itself. But hey, if you ask me, I'm all for this shit. I, I think uh, I don't know. I don't want to get into my opinion, but. I mean, fuck, I don't know. Anyway, this is uh, from the same paper. I, this is going to be kind of hard to read. I can read it if you can't read it. There was no exultation when the axe fell. Nothing like rowdyism. A cry arose, but it was indistinctive cry of horror, repeated and intensified when, after the axe had fallen on the bar, it was hauled into place, red and dripping, to await liaise. Well, hold on a second. So, the man is walking... Let's say he's a traitor or a child murderer. He's walking 23 steps. You got the whole town there. I mean, you saw the earlier picture. The whole town's there. This is a public spectacle. Everyone's yelling. They're, they're throwing stuff. Yes, they're throwing tomatoes, whatever. This is where the tomato throwing comes in, stuff like that. Yelling at them. Viva la resistance. Stuff like that. Yelling, yelling, yelling. They're all hyped up. They're all excited they're just ready to go. They want to see it. But then, as all these papers will state, every one of them I saw, when the quote, the axe fell, nothing like rowdyism. Everyone shuts up because what the spe because of the spectacle they saw was beyond horrific. We're going to go into the, the anatomy of how the two, two large veins in your neck, they start to spasm as they're trying to squirt out that last little bit of blood. We're going to talk about stuff like that. The, all of those effects combine to make it a, a sight extremely grotesque. So all these papers are the same. They'll say uh, one cry arose, but it was an extinctive cry of horror repeated and intensified after the axe had fallen on bar. It was hauled into place, red and dripping to await Lalise. So they're using the same axe that is soaked in the blood because it's just one machine. They're up on the, on the, on the platform and that same axe, his partner. 
But in 40 seconds, all was over, and all that remained for us was to sweep into the crowd and advance as rapidly as we could in front of the lines of cavalry and infantry. The general expression was horror. Some looked pale, others shed tears, others ghastly and livid. One of our party complained of a severe neurologic pain that shot through his forehead as the axe fell. The general aspect of the crowd, a crowd of men turning from the guillotine, was striking and painful. It was horror. The general aspect of the crowd, men turning, turning away. They can't even look at it. You remember we watched the three guys, one hammer. How many times Mm -hmm. did you turn away? I don't think I actually watched it. So it's crazy because at the time, everyone is hyped up about this. It's publicized. It's it's shared throughout town. Oh, are you going to be at the execution? Yeah, I can't wait to see you type of thing. It's a gathering, yet no one knows at the time how horrific it is until they see it. Apparently, it's extremely horrific to see someone's head get cut off. So, to reiterate, this episode is how long it takes for the the body to completely die, and if it's humane or not, because this the guillotine was actually invented to be humane. In fact, the, the first guillotine was a, a square blade. You know, you see the square blade. Now, as you'll see, it's it's uh curved. No, not not curved, but um it's angled. Angled, angled yeah, to slice off more effectively. Cause as you'll see, back in the day, these things did not always work right. Okay. At all. And there are times when you gotta take a few whacks at that shit for the head to come off. There's a lot of reports that I was reading that it would the head's hanging on by a, a skin flap. Or something. You gotta you gotta raise the thing up again. It takes a whole fucking lot of work. And then you gotta drop the axe again, hoping it'll cut through that last little cartilage. It wasn't always pretty. And in fact, we'll talk about the wealthiest of the wealthy, the ones that were gonna get executed, but they're extremely wealthy, like the king, uh King Henry the whatever the fuck. Um uh, X X V one or what uh, six. Six Henry the Sixth. I'm not I don't X one V is sixteen. I don't know how to do Roman numerals. Well, Henry the Sixteenth, like Henry the Sixteenth, wealthy. They would pay off the executioners who were, as we'll get well, into X one V is actually fourteen. Sorry, who was the the executioners who were mostly drunk at the time? Because why wouldn't you be fucking really drunk if you had to do this all day long? They would pay off the executioners to to sharpen the blade before they set it up and stuff like that because they didn't want their head to be hanging on by a uh, little cartilage of flesh. <laughs> they wanted a clean cut. They would tip what their, in, what they, in anyone. They would tip their executioners. How fucked is that? <laughs> it's like wild, tipping your barbers. And executioners back in the day, this is a little interesting thing that uh that you might uh like if you're an executioner I'm thinking, all right, Jen, you, you're you're an executioner for the city, okay? You don't have any friends. You can't live in the city. You have you're death, Jen. You are the death dealer. But that's why they wear their hoods over their. Heads. Everyone knows who they are, though. In a small town like that, and there's no. I mean, everyone goes to the same church. Everyone goes to the same market. They know who the executioner is. How if they're wearing the hoods over their heads? Because the, if they're not the town baker, they're not the town blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah, what else yeah, do they yeah. do? Yeah. 
Um, so I work they're at- always missing at the hour of the yeah. execution <laughs> on the town drunk. They're like the Clark Kent Where's Jen? Superman. Of- <laughs> Where's Jen? Yeah. Jen's at the bar. She is the town drunk. So an executioner was paid by the king. They would have to live them and their family outside of the town. Why do you think that is? So no one knew who they were. No, not that. So no everyone knows who they- their family. No, no, no. Because they're literally the Grim Reaper. They, they're death dealers. You don't want to go into the market and have him bump into you because that is the death dealer that bumped into you. Yeah. They are basically, they are, they are, um, they're heightened by the king. They're respected above regular citizens, right? But they are exalted. They are put outside of society. And what does that also mean? A family that is, that is put outside of a town that can't interact with its people. What does that what does that do for the generations of executioners? They're all inbreded, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, the, they're with their family. They all are inbreded. Isn't that fucking crazy? I just saw a video about a family that was living in West Virginia about that that was inbreded and one of the brothers like could not even speak. He would, could only like make noises like ah. Yeah, I saw that uh, video too. That's true, man. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not saying all of West Virginia is like that. I'm and just saying people with, that. Yeah, even what Sydney said, people with deformities. But they were they. Why? But they were paid by the king. They were paid and highly paid too. That was their job. But they were very feared, if you will. They probably had deformities. I'd imagine, yeah. Mm. But they were always fucking drunk too. I mean, obviously. Kind of have to be. Anyway, I'm going to help you read this. This is from the same paper. Quote, if we may be permitted to give our opinion. No, actually, this is from the book, The Reflections of the Guillotine. Quote, if we may be permitted to give our opinion. Such sights are frightfully painful. The blood flows from the blood vessels at the speed of the severed carotids, which are the two main arteries in the back of the neck. Carotids? Well, they used the word carotids back then. Then it coagulates, the blood coagulates. The muscles contract and their fibrillation is stupefying. The intestines ripple and the heart moves irregularly, incompletely, fascinatingly. If you want to finish uh, that after the word fascinatingly. The mouth puckers at certain moments and a terrible pout. It is true that in severed head, the eyes are motionless with dilated pupils, Fortunately, they look at nothing, and if they are devoid of the cloudiness and opalescence of the corpse, they have no motion. Their transparency belongs to life, but their fixicity belongs to death, and this can last minutes, even hours. In the sound specimens, death is not immediate. Thus, every vital element survives decapitation. The doctor is left with this impression of a horrible experience of a murderous vivisection followed by a premature burial. So, is death imminent? One anonymous executioner reported that has done quite a bit of executions with the guillotine, quote, It was a madman undergoing a real attack of delirium tremens that we dropped under the blade. Delirium tremens is a beer. The head dies at once, but the body literally jumps about in the basket, straining on the cords. Twenty minutes later, at the cemetery, it is still quivering, end quote. 
That is from an, an anonymous executioner. Now, the video you're about to see is of a guillotine. It is an older video. This is from June 17th, 1939. This is of a, a guy, last name Wildman. He was beheaded outside of the St. Pierre Philly, or Philly, St. Pierre prison in Versailles. And uh, the hysterical behavior by spectators was so scandalous that French President Albert Lebrun immediately banned all future public executions. Executions by guillotine continued out of the public view until the last such, the last execution in on September 10th, 1977. Unknown to authorities, this film of the execution was shot from a private apartment adjacent to the prison. British actor Christopher Lee, then 17 years old. Do y'all know who that is? I don't know who that is. Is that Superman? No, that's... Um, oh, Christopher something in it. Christopher Reeves. Reeves, Reeves, yeah. Christopher Lee, then 17 years old, who witnessed the event. He would later go on to play headsman Charles Henry Sanson in a 1989 French TV drama about the French Revolution, in which his character made prolific use of the device. So Sanson was a very well-known executioner. That's what they called him, Sanson. So this is the video right here. Now, it's not, I mean, this is from the 40s, so it's, you're not going to get grossed out by it, but I'll put this on talkmore.com. This is the actual execution from the guillotine. Eugene Weldman, execution 1939. So, and this is kind of grainy. It's not like you're going to get grossed out or anything. You see, I'm going to pause it. They kind of throw them in there. So it's not just one, ex there is one executioner, yeah, but mm -hmm. there's two assistants too. And this is the box, basically a casket. And you only need a casket for the head for the well for the body. So the casket doesn't have to be a full size casket. Well, like, <laughs> what, what did they catch the head? The, with? the head, a basket, a basket, right? yeah, a wicker basket. And uh, usually, the lid is closed automatically. But there's one case I'm going to read where the lid was closed too soon, and the head bounced off into the crowd. Yikes! So here we go. Let's see how quick it is. And you see the blade, obviously slanted this is a new design it was at one point square but let's see this thing get cut off and look at his body specifically boom body falls right into that Wait. right into that thing then wow. the next guy comes up pretty crazy isn't it well Wait, can you replay that sorry i'm yeah, not sure. trying to see it for like the gore aspect i just did it i mean it's not really gory it. but this is no, like it's not the Where, best. Who, so the person is there with the hood over his head. Is that it? What no, it no. Is? All right. So when you now, if you if you watch an, uh, like a French Revolutionary documentary or whatever, and you see this, you know it's not real. If they have hair, the the hair is always cut prior. I don't care if you're a king or whatever. Your hair is cut completely off. Hmm. It is just the head that goes into this thing they call the bastule. You put it in there. There's a another piece of wood that slides over your head, sort of like that thing you were talking about with your arms in there, uh -huh. and you know it, it traps your head, and your head is kind of isolated. Like I and expected then, the head, the body to be see where that other guy is standing. I thought the body was going to be that way, but you're saying it's right over here on uh, closest to the camera. Huh? This is the body right here. That's only because this guy was filming it surreptitiously through his apartment. Right, but I, I thought that the body would be like, like I thought when it was a diagonal blade right there that the 
I don't know why I thought that. Okay, it makes sense now. Never mind. Hold I don't on. know what you're saying. He's his like us facing the screen is how his body is positioned. This is his body. His head you don't see his through, head. You can't see it because it's on no. the other yeah. side. Basically. So yeah. So you see his head is put in the bastion thing, and then can they you, put. Can you go back a little bit? Well, okay. let me see. So his body's there in the white. Yeah, that's his shirt. Yeah. So his shirt. Yeah. Let me just start over. So he walks up. That's him. See, okay, see so how his head is down. Okay, they force yeah. his head down at that last moment. Okay, you see? Yeah. Let me go back. They they force his head down because at this point, why do you, why did they take? Why does it take two people to to drag him over so there? So that he doesn't get looser. Because whatever. he's as you'll read, like you're about. To, you, that's it for you, Jen. Like this is it. The last breath you're gonna take. Yeah. You're not gonna be like oh do 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 do. Yeah. You're gonna be like oh like yeah. dead weight. Right. So they're dragging him down there, and his head is up right okay, now. I but see you, it now. Yeah. You see him push his head down into the bastule. Uh huh. Then they clip it down, as you'll see. Uh huh. They clip. You see that thing? Did Did you see that thing yeah. that they push down? Yep. That's to keep his head in there because they don't want to. As you'll see in one, it actually cuts through the top of his head. And into his jaw. They okay. don't want that. They yeah. want a clean cut through the neck. Right. Okay. They don't want to cut his head. That's why they they uh, isolate it with that thing. So he pulls that thing down. Just look. You see him push that thing down right yeah. there. Do you see it? That yeah. thing go down. Yeah. That isolates his neck, and then he just drops that freaking lever. Oof. Body falls right in there. Next. <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> Man, that's rough. <laughs> it's a rough day. <laughs> All right. Brutal. Is it? I think. Um. I mean, you you don't you think of like the guillotine as a moment in history, um, the symbol, but yeah. it's interesting to see it actually work in, in reality. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they marketed it like it was humane and yeah. and, but it it was just brutal, dude. I I think it had good intentions though. Honestly, starting off. Yeah. But that's just fucking brutal, bro. But it's interesting when you go back and you think about it, when you think about the human body as it is, you know, the science of the human body, like for them to know that cutting the head off of the body would kill someone. That's a pretty scientific advancement. Wouldn't you well, say? Well, not for like, not for. I mean, yeah, they would know. Not by, for the nineteen hundreds. Not for, not for today. Or for the nineteen hundreds, I'm talking about like back, like before science was, you know, like back in the the fourteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds. Like, um, I think knowing that the the head being cut off would have been around for a a, a long time. I don't know. I guess. But I think, but but I think you're the point is the the fact that it would be a, like a painless and quick thing. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I guess. Because the head is, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I just thought maybe it was to think that, oh, you cut someone's head off, they're dead. But like their body, if you don't know what the brain does, then the body could go. If you didn't know that you needed a head to like exist. Well, like, your head. You don't know what the brain does. You don't know what the brain is in control of necessarily. Well, you. So here's at the thing. At that point, like when they thought of the guillotine. Well, your head actually grows back, like a a, a lizard's tail grows back. Right. Right. All right. So let's go on to this girl right here. Her name is Charlotte Corday. Her name is Charlotte Corday. You guys like this or mm-hmm. not? 
Be sure. Because like I want to be playing Mass Effect. All right, so let's let's talk about this, guys. Let's talk they, about they executed a woman. Hold on, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yes. In the French Revolution, they executed a lot of women. Marie Antoinette oh, was yeah. executed. Joan of Arc. A lot of people, especially if you were a traitor to the Resistance or you know whatever, then you're going to get executed. Charlotte Corday was an author and a and an assassin. Basically, she killed a few people. But the study was. And this study I'm pulling this from is the debate over severed heads. So the doctor started thinking, and I think it was more of a game at this point. It's like, is that is the head still alive? Because we see it twitching and shit. We see the head blinking, but are they alive? Are they dead? Is it nerves? Like, what is it? Let's test this shit out. So. Charlotte Corday's is probably the most infamous case. Her head was guillotined. Head came off real quick. The executioner's assistant pulled the head up out of the basket with all the stringly things hanging down from the neck. And the executioner gave it the on the cheeks two quick slaps. And then her face, now it's just her head, just the head. Charlotte Corday's face, the eyes opened up and she started blushing. And as the papers described it, it was almost a blushing of an embarrassment. Like she's embarrassed. Okay, so that's when they were thinking, well, what the fuck? Like, is this, is she alive? Can she see us? Is she really getting embarrassed right now? If you want to read this. When Charlotte Corday's head filled fell under the mortal blow of the blade. The executioner held it up for the people to see and dared to slap it twice. The cheeks reddened in a manner that was striking to onlookers. Now, remember, the executioner is most likely fucking drunk at this point, and he's just... Not, I'm not having fun. I don't think they were having fun, but there's... It's kind of like when we were doing live shows, and it's just like so the crowd is just hyped up, and you're just like, yeah! And you just take the head, and you just slap it. Pow, pow! You know, type of I shit. I feel like I would need to be drunk in order to execute someone. Exactly, right? That's why they were. But, I mean, I have a question. So, uh, where... I wonder if the position of the guillotine had any effect. Like, would you be able to have a conversation with someone that was beheaded? If the if the muscles of the tongue... Like, how far do the tongue no, muscles No, because go you're down? fucking... Your you vocal cord and the larynx and shit's All not right, there. So, if you cut someone down here... Under the larynx. Why would you cut them your, down there? You, it doesn't work. But if you did, your lungs are cut off. Your air. You're not going to have a conversation. Hey, yo, what is there? You, you know, how's you your day bleed going? Out nearly immediately. How's your day going? Oh, not. You know, it's all right. My head's obviously off my body, but. <laughs> but it's cut off from the heart, which is what's pumping you alive. All right, you're right. Okay, now from a journal, and this is from a uh, doctor who wanted to know. The question we're trying to ask tonight is if does, does the body stay alive? The doctor want, wanted to know. This is from his journal, June 28th, 1905. This is about the death of a man named Languil. Quote, here then is what I was able to note immediately after the decapitation. The eyelids and lips of the guillotined man worked in irregularly Rhythmic contractions for about five or six seconds. I waited for several seconds. 
The spasmodic movement ceased. It was then that I called in a strong, sharp voice, Languil! I saw the eyelid slowly lift up. Without any spasmodic contractions, quite distinct and normal, such as happens in everyday life, with people awakened or torn from their thoughts. And if you want to continue. Next, Linguil's eyes were definitely fixed themselves on mine and pupils focused on themselves. I was not then dealing with the sort of vague, dull look without any expression that can be observed any day at dying peoples to whom one speaks. I was dealing with undeniably living eyes, which were looking at me. After several seconds, the eyelids closed again. Hmm. It was at that point that I called out again, Languil! And once more, without any spasm, slowly the eyelids lifted and undeniably living eyes fixed themselves on mine with perhaps even more penetration than the first time. I attempted the effect of a third call. There was no further movement. The eyes took on a glazed look, which they have in the dead. Hmm. Interesting. One onlooker says about this, quote, When he was executed, we were a short distance from him. His head fell into the trough in front of the guillotine, and the body was immediately put into the basket. But... By some mistake, the basket was closed before the head was put in. The assistant who was carrying the head had to wait a moment until the basket was reopened again. Now, during that brief space of time, we could see the condemned man's eyes fixed on me with a look of supplication, as if to ask for forgiveness, end quote. So, and I put in my notes, if that was my head, I would smile at Jen. <laughs> I put that in there. I'm not surprised. At, I'd wink at you. <laughs> Jen, just to fuck you up for the rest of your life. I know. <laughs> like, I know you would. I would be like, I'd be like, he, Jen. <laughs> what did he mean by that? I lick my nose. That'd be the last thing you get to see every night before you go to bed. <laughs> Tossing and turning. Uh, so. To answer the question that I fucking... The answer to the question of this episode, science will say that, yes, the body stays alive for 30 seconds. 30 seconds. What can you do in 30 seconds? All right. Well, you it's a lot of shit you should. Kind of a lot. You kind of can. I mean, 30 seconds is longer than you think it is. Yeah. I know. That's especially if you're counting. Time. Especially if you're counting Mississippis. Yeah. Well, 30 seconds is 30 seconds, Jen. You <laughs> feel <laughs> <laughs> There's no clock for Mississippi time. What the fuck? <laughs> Mississippians have their own fucking time. <laughs> That's why they're always late for fucking uh, everything. <laughs> their seconds are too fucking slow. Wait, do you mean real time or Mississippi time? <laughs> like, what the fucking fuck? <laughs> what? Like, you can like, uh, like Morse code a message to someone. Oh shit! What? Uh. Quick blink, long blink, quick blink, long blink. You could, you could even, um, I don't know. You could have someone pause with you for one second, like, like, like if my head got cut off and you were there, like, wouldn't you want to spend my last thirty seconds alive with me? Of course. See, <laughs> but if I'm there, technically, I'm doing that anyway. But if I'm conscious, like, like you could come and tell me and I would be able to hear you. 
Sure. I'd be like, Jim, what's your phone password? <laughs> Jim, give me your talk. bank account information. No, but Nikwee said that we couldn't talk. So <laughs> you wouldn't do you any good. You're right. Uh, Only Morse so code. So I'd have to Morse code it to you. All right. But I don't know Morse code, so it'd be yeah, no so use you're to fucked. you. All right. You end- would just have to tell me sweet nothings into my ear. Ending this up, these executions were not <laughs> much like what Dia says about the technology that i use to do these live streams they don't always work so the the executions don't always work either and this is a oh no one right here oh no but now this is let's talk about uh let's end this up with louis the 16th his neck was reportedly thick and actually required up to four slices <laughs> Shit. This isn't a Christmas ham. Like, damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Was the blade too dull? You need to make sure you sharpen your knives. Well, If so, you're killing someone, you need to make sure that your guillotine is sharp. Well, that's where the whole tipping thing came in. Quote, uh, this is from the execution of Henry the 16th. Quote, Louis is, or Henry? Louis, sorry. Louis. Louis, Louis C.K. Louis, Louis. <clears throat> Quote, the same man that I see being jostled by four assistant executioners, I guess he was a big man, forcibly undressed, his voice drowned out by the drums, trussed to a plank, still struggling, and receiving a heavy blade so badly that it cut, that the cut does not go through his neck, but through the back of his head and his jaw. Oh, no. Uh, That's the first he had three more for that. Oh, my God. Wait, when it said forcibly undressed, were these people naked when they died, no, too? No, but they would, like, strip their, their shirt off or whatever. Anything that would so get like caught. So, like, their undergarments they were in. Yeah, you saw the... I mean, look at this guy. Well, well, yeah, but that stuff. was in the 30s. I mean, like, in the 1700s, did they really care? I feel like people would walk around naked all the time. In fact, this execution took place September 12th, 1831. I'm pulling this from that quarter site. At six o'clock in the evening, Place de Maniage, uh, the convict was a uh, yada yada yada. The executioner was John Pereira Etin. They're saying that he says the guillotine may have been sabotaged. The population indignant began to stone the executioner who took refuge under the scaffold. Oh my God. So it, it didn't work a few times. Meanwhile, the condemned had managed to clear his head and stand up with the rocker. This is after the first blow. It was at this point that the executioner's help (laughs) came up on the platform and armed with a cleaver's chopping board, seized the condemned man by the hair and sawed his head. (laughs) Oh, no. So the blade didn't work, so he just grabs him by the back of the mane and just starts sawing his <laughs> fucking head. <laughs> Holy shit. The prosecutor said modestly that in several blows, he consumed the execution. Pursued by the spectators, the executor's help narrowly escaped a lynching by taking refuge behind the cord of the, mountain, of the mounted gendarmes. <laughs> the, le- the next day, he left the city. <laughs> Uh, one other quick fact, uh, a lot of one other quick fun fact, a lot of the executions, the crowd, especially the women. I see this in a lot of cases. I mean, who's our audience? Fucking women. Y'all love true crime. Every, every <laughs> big sensational case, 
There's been cases we have done. I haven't really mentioned this, but I always see it. The judge always has to kick out the fucking women. The, The women just... They just supplant themselves in the courtroom to get every little norsel of true crime they can get. You know what I'm saying? They're just they're just addicted to it. So there, we've done cases where women would just feel in the courtroom like nothing but women, just right. like trying to hear the gruesome ass details. I don't know why. What the fuck? So we can gossip. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I mean, did you hear but, that King Louis the Sixteenth didn't get his head cut off but, at first? They had to saw his head off. Girl, let me tell you. But as I said earlier, the men would be so disgusted they would turn their backs. The women would pull out their hubby's handkerchief go up to the basket and dip it in the blood for a souvenir. <laughs> look what I got, girl! Girl, look what I got! Uh, anyway, hope you guys, do you guys like that? That was... Oh, uh, man. I wanted to ask a question, does the body stay alive? And it does. Up to 30 seconds. So that was the point of the entire episode, is that the body does stay alive for 30 seconds. Well, let's be honest. I just wanted to talk about getting heads chopped. Heads will roll. All right. Heads will roll. So I hope you guys like that kind of short episode. Um, let's get on with part two of the Marcel Petio case. And, you know, the, and until next time, my name is John. Good night. You lovely, lovely people.